Hi, Lauren. Hi, Julie. How are you? I'm so good. How are you? Yes, I'm really good too. It's so good to see you. Same with you. I love that you're on Gilly Air. I'm in LA and we can just do this thing like we're Absolutely. From the other side of the world together. So I want to discuss um, the slow intimacy secrets. I'm so I... excited to talk about your book. <laughs> yeah. So I think today uh, society focuses really on like immediate gratification. So uh, most people's motivation when it comes to intimacy is that you want to see your partner naked. You want to touch their lady bits and, you know, give them oral sex, penetrate them. But most importantly, you'd like to orgasm and hopefully you'd like them to orgasm too. Having sex to achieve orgasm is a bit what modern society is all about. As you can see, all the items I just gave are kind of focusing on immediate gratification. What do you think about that? I think we're so primed to do that. Like as people who grew up with the technology that we did, iPhones, internet, that wasn't available to you know, our parents. Um, and I don't know, we're obsessed with instant gratification. Yeah, it's so true. Like you can boom, Google anything and you have the answer like immediately. Um, so definitely when it comes to sex, it's like, um, I, yeah, it kind of goes hand in hand. I don't know why that connection makes sense to me, but. <laughs> totally makes sense to me too. Well, sorry. I, I'm sorry. Go yeah, go for it. Um, and I'm excited to talk about your first chapter in this book. Um, and I took a read over before recording this, and there were just like some certain topics that stuck out to me. So I definitely have some questions that I'd love to ask you about things that you briefly mentioned that I feel like there's a story behind them and that I would love to know. Yes, perfect. Yeah. Shoot away. Um, well, you mentioned tantric massage in India. And <laughs> I'm like, hold on, there's more of a story to that. Um, and you were saying it was like, a, I don't know, I would just love to hear more about that experience and what it yeah, taught you was, about slow sex. So I like to try everything, right? Um, just go for it. And um, after that, I make my own opinion and then I decide if I want to do it again or not. So I was in Rishikesh for the International Yoga Festival. And mm -hmm. somewhere I pick up this flyer that says tantric massage. So uh, and Tantra is always a word that's been just always ringing in my ear, you know, any book or, you know, workshop or whatever. I just felt like it was kind of drawn to it and understanding more about, yeah, the concept of uh, polarities. Because um, we all have, yeah, female and masculine energy inside of ourselves. So it's uh, yin yang. And uh, yeah, I just wanted to see how someone that is, certified mm -hmm. would awaken my 
sexual energy because I feel like the sexual energy is the strongest of all and if we manage to really you know be in tune with it and balanced in it um, it's kind of the source yeah the sacral chakra especially for us women so so yeah I went and met this man a Brazilian he took me in this horrible hotel room oh my god it was like <laughs> almost in a basement you know like oh my god what is this so no. <laughs> yeah as for everything which is like when you go in with no expectations it's amazing because you yeah you think it's gonna be horrible and then yeah it blew my mind blew my mind mm-hmm. just with the erogenous zones on my body and just movement you know he was moving his hands all over my body and wow he just awakened this whole powerful energy that was just this wide glowing light that just came like glowing from inside of me and I I realized how deep it is and how even me that you know reads all the books about it and is really open to it um I have no idea hmm so yeah, definitely if you go to India one day and, <laughs> yes. and a good flyer. I'll look him up. Flash. <laughs> I hope he's upgraded his like lodgings. <laughs> um, but I guess that's not really the important part. Um, you do mention in the book that um, you just said something about like a limitless nature to like that that helped to open you up to this understanding that like your capacity for pleasure or I'm not sure how exactly you worded it kind of has no limits and do you think that's something that both men and women are capable of experiencing or do you think that there's sort of two different experiences happening um men also have that feminine and masculine energy inside of themselves so it's, it's really about connecting these two and, and finding that cycle inside of you that connects them. And then you, yeah, you start to explore what is already inside of you. And, and that is Tantra. Once you understand it inside of yourself is when you can kind of bring it to another person. And, and then you have this circulation of energy between two people. Mm-hmm. And how important sense. I'm sorry, finish that. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, go for it. Well, I'm just wondering, like, how important is the breath in that, like, transfer of energy? Because little that I know of Tantra. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You breathe together. That's the the starting point. Mm -hmm. You connect through the breath with yourself and with your partner. Tantra is, is actually a type of meditation originally. I'm sorry, say that again. Tantra is a type of meditation originally. Mm-hmm. Yes. Is the breathing like something that you actively practice like with your partners? Like, is that something that you've brought into your life and it's made a difference? I do, yeah. I do. I feel uh, the connection. I, I I personally, I have to connect if it's a one night stand, if it's a six year relationship, uh, two year fuck buddy, whatever. I, I, 
any type of relationship i i have to connect and uh, i connect through the breathing always before i touch before like anything happens i have to feel that it that we are connected I love that, makes that. Sense. <laughs> that definitely makes sense but you know here i am like miss instant gratification myself i'm like i wonder if i've ever actually taken the time to like you know connect with someone like through the breath like that before like you even kiss or before anything happens yeah that's so in the book i go through the whole erogenous zones of the female and the male body because the first thing is the breath but then before anything before the genitals even come into consideration you caress each other you know and you you're like oh this this dip is there and this is your body and this is mine and i discover you and you discover me and you know it's a little bit like dogs first they sniff you know <laughs> you know it's like oh nice let me sniff you. <laughs> But after that, okay, you can move into something a little bit more. But all of this is almost a ceremony that takes already half an hour for me, you know, just rolling around and discovering each other's space and how they connect. Interesting. How do you think, if you could categorize, like, how you connect? what what would you say is like your top way is it like that physical touch of like yeah for me the top is the touch mm -hmm. is the kiss and the touch i think that's where you feel like oh yeah this is gonna be it <laughs> it's on and popping <laughs> or you're like oh it's not there but it's okay <laughs> yes which is always like such a letdown oh do you hate that when you're like I really, you know, we're vibing. Like, this is a cute little back and forth. Yeah. And then they go for, like, some kind of, like, touch and you're just, like, dead inside. <laughs> you're like, well. <"Whoa."> yeah. <laughs> too soon. Too fast. I know. Slow I recently down. went on a first date in a long time because dating during this global pandemic is weird. And, um yeah, unfortunately, it was a friend zone situation. And, and honestly, to be now that we're talking about this, I'm realizing that the reason was be, like, I should have known when like, he did like go to like, hold my hand, he kind of like put his hand out, like, do you want to hold my hand? And I was like, uh, sure. And like, I just uh, felt nothing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's a really good guy, though. No offense to him. But yeah. It's, I think it's, a, it's hard to find someone that you really connect with, like both ways. You know, I think we're all looking for love, for that pure love. Where you really, like, I see you, you know? It's like, I don't need to wear any masks. I don't need to be whoever you want me to be, you know, I am myself and you are yourself and I see you. Right. Yeah. Like namaste. Namaste, Clary. The light but like the love. 
Yeah, that's really something special and hard to find. Um, I'll let you know when I figure that one out. <laughs> we search for it our entire life, don't we? I think also today, I mean, I see my grandparents, they were together for like 65 years. Hallelujah. Wow. I Bless wish them. I could do the same. But then, you know, if you're really honest, she was completely financially dependent of him and she'd do anything for him. I think today we have so much freedom and so much choice that we're like, oh, maybe there's better and maybe, you know, so different. Do you think before. that aspect lends itself to this whole instant gratification culture surrounding sex and intimacy? Yeah. I think people more at the surface, you know, there's no more depth into like communication and understanding the other and because why people separate or these are all like normal things, you know, like, okay, after being six years with the same person, maybe sexually I'm a little bored, you know, but and then something happens and then, oh, we split, you know. But uh, I'm reading this book, Esther Perel, and she has just, she's mind-blowing. She's just opened my eyes to relationships in such a different way. Um, How so? Yeah, because I actually really want to have a partner for life. I mean, this is like also my dreams, even if I'm a little bit wild, you know. I think I'll find someone that, that sees me and who you kind of partner up for life, right? It's like, we're gonna get through life together and we'll take care of each other, right. no matter what. Which doesn't mean we have to be faithful for life and we have to do everything the other one wants. And you have to, like now it's like, you need to cook, you need to work, you need to, you need to do all of these things. But like, <laughs> Jesus, this is like so past, right? It's like, no, actually let's just make our own little rule book today. Hmm. I love that. I really do. And and that whole idea of like finding that partner for life as somebody who's like they're like on your team. It's like they're your family. Like my family, yeah. I know we would do chosen and like biological. Like yeah. I would do anything for my family and I'm Absolutely. You know, that lo loyalty, I think. Absolutely. Um, you know, when when generally when I think of loyalty in a relationship my mind goes to like faithfulness and like you know not seeing anyone else because you're loyal to me but I think loyalty there's like a bigger definition of that a broader definition it is not about the journey not about the destination it's about the company yes <laughs> yes I think I feel like you know life like my father used to say life is like a big lake of shit and you like cross it with your mouth open <laughs> thank you dad for this amazing poetry <laughs> so it's often I think about that and I'm like oh man you know does it get worse than this like and then the earthquake happened and then does it get oh it's never going to be worse than this and then it's like global pandemic I'm like oh my god like when does it get better and then I'm like actually that's not the point is it it's just about being in the present moment and then when i look around all the people that i have in my life i feel like i can get through anything now because i have all these pillars you know i can just lean on and they lean on me and we just like oh we get through everything together and yeah 
like that gave me a joke. <laughs> Partnership. There's so much wisdom for that, for sure. And like, if you have those people around you that like can lift you up when you're in the absolute worst, like deepest shit of this whole lake of shit in life, which like, wow. First of all, that can we just talk Thank about you, Dale. That was JL. That was your legend of a father. <laughs> that man is like endlessly just full of wisdom. I love him so much. Yeah. Wow. Profound. But yeah, I'm just out here looking for my like swimming buddy. That's it. Yeah. But anyways. Do you um, have other questions to close just, this wonderful first podcast together i have so many talking points from this chapter and i feel like they all lead into like a million different directions so Good. maybe i'll just read them to you there's only yes. three but they're all very different and how about you pick your favorite okay. <laughs> and to Sounds anyone good. who hasn't read the book yet like this is just a little teaser for what's to come so um Crystal wands as sex toys and how your mom discovered them at 65 years old. That's a rabbit hole we could go down. Um, men are obsessed with their own ejaculation and um, also just like the fake orgasm in general. Let's talk about it. <laughs> or, <laughs> um, the idea of climaxing at the same time as your partner and that kind of turning into like a game and I'm wondering if that's like always your goal. Do you talk about it before like any of the like intimacy begins? I have so many questions. So pick your favorite, maybe. Okay, this is hard because they're all amazing. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm going to go for the last one because that's the one that inspired me to speak straight away. So uh, I, I actually often don't climax. So okay. that's also a tantric thing um, because, yeah, I, when I make love, I make love for pleasure, not for orgasm. Orgasm is like a bonus that comes once in a while. If I feel like it, I can have an orgasm together with my partner. I do speak about it uh, if I want to come together because um, sometimes it just kind of happens. Like orgasm just like sometimes it's like, oh, it's almost there, you know? And then I just say like, are you almost there too? And then if we're on it just together, then we can climax together. And that's a really nice moment, of course. Like I don't mm -hmm. say never orgasm, but um, yeah, I just pick my moments, I guess. I think um, um, a man and a woman have two different wheels. Like the man is a smaller wheel that spins quite quickly and gets there quite quickly, right? The woman <laughs> yeah. is a bigger wheel. You know, it's like these little, these little things that you have at the, at the circus. You know, one has a big wheel, one has a small wheel. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the woman goes, <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. no, but then it's like, <laughs> you know, it's like a jam that like, yeah. The, the man is, if he holds it in and he learns to do that, eventually he also fills up his dam and, and then when you reach that point where you kind of come together without instant gratification, yeah, we're making love since at least an hour, maybe two, and it's coming by itself. It's not like, okay, 
I'm there. Are you nearly there? <laughs> Boom, in 15 minutes, you need to bring the kids to school. Like, <laughs> we've all been there. I feel like we've all been there. <laughs> It's a nice quickie. We have 15 minutes. Let's go. But um, yeah, um, I don't think uh, it's very gratifying in the long term. I think in the long term, you you know, you've kind of been there, like been there, done that, got the t-shirt. Okay, you know how to push my buttons. I know how to push yours and you kind of turn into this robot. Burp, burp. Which uh, <laughs> I think is very good to step away from and be like, okay, like I'm not gonna come. I'm gonna forget about the orgasm. Like it doesn't exist. And I'm just gonna focus on pleasure and woo. Then you enter a whole new space of pleasure. How, so, okay, for someone who's just, I can relate to that so much of like you kind of become like a robot with like your partner, yeah. it's so Ooh, uh. true, like. Ooh, uh. Me too, oh, oh so good, Fifteen minutes, sometimes, boom, let's go. Yeah, let's and I, I do think there is like a time and a place for like, okay, you got 15 minutes, like you're both feeling it, like let's go, that can be hot, yes. right? But when that becomes like you're, all the time then it's like <laughs> what's that your tiny violin <laughs> it's my tiny violin <laughs> yeah. so how okay i think that's a really fundamental like shift to make in your brain that is a fundamental like pillar of this book which is like making that switch from like being obsessed with orgasming to just enjoying pleasure. So to me, that kind of can seem like the Grand Canyon. And I'm like, hello, like, can you hear me? Like, that seems like a big shift to make. So how do you like start to mentally take those first steps to make that shift? So in the book, it's uh, the book is kind of the base of our eight weeks coaching program. So it kind of walks you through it with exercises and a lot of humor, of course, uh, with your partner. Um, yeah, and to finish into a tantric date. So you, you kind of like got all the steps listed. And it finishes with a tantric date. Eight weeks, you know, because it, it takes 21 days to create a new habit, right? And then it's 66 days, it becomes automatic. So the book is set up like that, that after eight weeks, you kind of have a new world of intimacy that has naturally been put there. Mm -hmm. And what about for all of our single readers out there who don't have yeah. a partner to practice with? Yeah, well, I think you always can find someone who would be up for a little experience. This is true. But then again, it is COVID. LA is very locked down. So I can still do these practices like exercises on my own, right? Yeah, of course. I think the, the first step to pleasure is to understand your own body. It's, it's to know all the spots on your own body because then, yeah, your partner he or she doesn't know, you know? Sure. You know. Different for everyone. We're all so different. 
That's so true. So it's first about knowing our own body. And there is a lot of it in there uh, for yourself. And the exercises, you know, they're there for now or later, you know. Mm -hmm. But it's a very good uh, exploratory book. <laughs> so true. Yeah. So if you were to leave us with like one, because I love my Julie homework. I do love my homework. <laughs> this whole situation so if you were to leave me and I guess our listeners with one like homework or one like exercise takeaway from this podcast episode and from this discussion on making that jump from um you know being obsessed with the orgasm to just enjoying and understanding pleasure what would it be one thing for homework. Um, I would say I did this really nice uh, workshop with a friend that does breath work. And she combines breath work. Uh, with the sexual energy. So she calls it breathgasm. And I personally really, really enjoyed that workshop. So you can look it up online. I do a meditation uh, where you combine uh, breath work with your sexual energy. So orgasmic breathing. Try orgasmic breathing by yourself in your bed. Put a little incense. Remember always the five senses. Mm -hmm. huh? So a really nice setting something for your nose, nice music, and just dive in with yourself in orgasmic breathing. Yes, I love that. I'm Googling it right now. And if you want to find her, her name is Sarah Silverstein. So Sarah Silverstein, uh, her breathgasm, it's like a guided meditation. It's, wow, blew my mind. Amazing. Good way to connect with that inner energy, that inner tantric energy. That's your homework. I love it. Hopefully we can link <laughs> that down below. Yeah, we will. Somewhere, somewhere in wherever you're consuming this podcast. <laughs> Perfect. Well, thank you well, so much. Pleasure. What's that? It was a pleasure. It was a to pleasure speak. to speak with you as well. Yeah. Always is. And thank you for that homework. Maybe on the next one, we can uh, talk about it. I love you. Love you too. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Slow secrets.